0: Radio.
1: Pre-roll time. The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly brought to you by Inked Marketing Solutions, and the Inked Marketing Solutions crowdfunded comic for this here episode is Enmity. Enmity on Kickstarter right now. Get it while you still can. Brought to you by Morgan Quaid and so many amazing other creators behind this. This This is good stuff, but from the brains of Morgan Quaid comes enmity. Enmity is uh, well, it's it's about Daisy Lucifer's estranged daughter, and she's gotta save humanity by battling fallen angels in a post post apocalyptic world. Um, well, brought by her father's recent unwillingness to fulfill his role as the devil. So, um, if you're into, uh, you know, uh, humor and apocalyptic and dystopian storytelling and strong female leads, then *Enmity* is the book for you. Like, honestly, I could have stopped right when it said Lucifer's a strange daughter. Bam. Into it. What are you gonna put her in? Oh, you're gonna have her go up against your dad and save the world? I'm into it. I'm into it. It's metal, and that's what I like in my comics, is metal. So head on over to Kickstarter now and back... Enmity, E-N-M-I-T-Y. On mm-hmm. Kickstarter now, proudly brought to me to bring to you by Inked Marketing Solutions. Podcast recommendations, you ask? Brian Wayne here, co-curator of the Apocalypse. And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apocalypse. What is the Apocalypse? The Apocalypse is... a. Uh, culmination of the gnarliest podcast independent podcast the internet has to offer so instead of trying to go to twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get twitter famous podcast recommendations please just think the apocalypse man and it's ironic because the apocalypse is only the beginning it's only the beginning just go to podchaser.com it's it's in the top list the top list in the whole world so whether you're looking for true crime sports uh role-playing uh i don't know anything anything think of a podcast it's on the apocalypse it's like the apocalypse with a d hmm. and do not forget to follow the apocalypse on twitter as well once again that is the apocalypse if you're looking for a podcast recommendation the apocalypse is sure to have something for you Welcome back to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. I'm Brian Wayne, your host, and this is episode 327. The 327th episode of the Cheers to Comics Podcast will in fact be a creator corner. And the creator that I cornered for the third time on this here episode will it be none other than Frank Martin. Mm-hmm. Frank Martin's back. He's got more great things happening, people. He's got more great things happening. Polar Paradox. We're going to talk all about it. We're going to talk all about it, but real quick, I want to give a shout out. (laughs) Once again, um, this is an amazing sponsor. This is an amazing sponsor that I have here at Nerds Forever. Um, I just received a an incredibly kind care package <laughs> from Tarl at Nerds Forever. And um, man, uh, I'm telling you, people, you want amazing customer service. And you know, let's say you're just, everybody's traveling this time of year, right? You know, and I see it all the time. I'm in the Facebook groups and on the, you know, the, you know, the, uh, Instagram. See, I don't know what they're called, but I'm on there, uh, <laughs> and um, you know I see people, you know traveling. Hey, I need new shops to come through, you know. And fuck, Newcastle, Wyoming. I'm telling you, nerds forever. And uh, if you're not, if you're if you're not traveling, you're locked up. Um, well, then uh, just go on to the internet, nerds four, number four, ever, uh, and, um, <laughs> just know, just know, that you're gonna get the best quality service, um, I've ever experienced on the internet, mm-hmm, so, uh, yeah, I want to give a quick shout-out to my, my new sponsor there, um, so, without further ado, I bring to you my, uh, <laughs> my, my third conversation, third, Um, with with, with the the incredibly enthusiastic and just, oh man, mind-bending Frank Martin. All right, Frank Martin, welcome back, my friend. How are you, sir?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me back to talk what else but comic books.
1: Oh man, well you're, uh, you, you have joined the, uh, the... Well, I guess the three-time club at this point. That's um, that's I don't know. Right. That's, that's a new thing. I just made it up in my head just now. You could tell because it was terrible.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Hi, the cheers uh, to Comics Hattrick.
1: There we go. See, bam. This is why you're a writer and <laughs> I just talk. Um, well, welcome back. Uh, you're here for a third time. We got all new stuff to talk about. The listeners know when you, back, you come back more than once, we don't do origin stories go back and listen to the first frank martin podcast That was i don't know 200 400 episodes ago now i don't i don't know i lose track
0: <laughs> you're um,
1: a yeah. busy guy but never too busy old for old frank man i tell you what you got some good stuff here dude we're talking about polar paradox and um like i always do i wait until the very last second to read any review material and uh it's it's fresh in my brain and i tell you what man you did it again you did. I'm, I'm, I, I love this shit. We don't explore. Uh, you know, before I start talking about shit, why don't you give people uh, just kind of like a ballpark of what this, uh, what, what, what this crazy ass horror story is about?
0: All right. So um, the premise of the book is fairly simple. Uh, it takes place in the near future. A group of research scientists on an expedition under, under Antarctica uh, go missing. So, a group of elite rescue divers go in after them, and it becomes kind of a sci fi action adventure mystery to the center of the earth so it's it's a lot of fun uh, I had a lot of a good time with my artists playing around with various animals and various settings and the the atmosphere so it was just it was just a ton of fun just to put together
1: well I, I look i mean i I don't see how you could have anything but fun putting this together because it, it it's it's gnarly all the way through, man. I, I love what you did uh, with the all of the creatures. Um, I mean, it's... As somebody that uh, is fascinated with the ocean, terrified of the ocean, and also fascinated, this is... Uh, I mean... Well, I guess strange. that's why you're in Colorado, right? <laughs> that's exactly why I'm in Colorado. <laughs> I surround myself with big old rock mountains and walls and, yeah, no water around here. No, 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 no creatures of any sorts. I don't know. I mean, we got mountain lions. That's about the scariest thing in our uh, in our neck of the woods. But um this this right here, this this furthers my fear of why I'm absolutely terrified of the ocean and the unknown. And I think that's uh, I mean I think that's the really the premise of this book is uh, exploring the unknown more than it being a a rescue mission. In my eyes, yeah. at least that's what I got out of this first issue. I mean,
0: absolutely. So the the kernel for which this story grew was um, I'm a huge National Geographic fan. I read every single issue cover to cover, and and more than a kernel. Pretty much the first half of the premise: research scientists. Uh, going to uncharted waters under Antarctica, that was the story I read. So so pretty much the second half, which is the, they go missing was kind of my brain reading the the article in national geographic and going, what if, you know, what if these, these scientists that are taking pictures of all these crazy sea creatures, nobody's ever seen before. What happens if they go too deep and they uncover something crazy under Antarctica, somebody has to go in after them. So that's kind of how the, the story was born. And it's i'm talking to a lot of people about this story it's it has a lot of similarities and resemblance to like space stories explorations going into the unknown but i feel a stronger connection to stories in the ocean like this because even though there's so many parallels and similarities with space the ocean's right in our backyard you know it's it's on our planet it's not some far off uh, land that we might never get to it's it's something we could just dive into if if we really wanted. So it's it's so uh, unnerving the fact that uh, doing research for this book, ninety five percent of the world's oceans are unexplored. That's crazy to think. Yeah, of. see, so
1: that's what blows my mind. Is we know more about our universe and possible other universes and other planets than we do about our own ocean. The surface makes-
0: moon. We've mapped the surface of the moon more than we have. The entire ocean
1: yeah so and that, that that's that's what's absolutely terrifying to me, <laughs> man i mean <laughs> we uh we 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 have no clue what's down there i mean we think there's stuff ex- we, we discover new stuff in forests and then uh, anything i mean our, our everyday environment all the time they're, they're they're discovering new uh genomes and species and all this other shit uh we haven't even scratched the surface of you know, what, what's down below the ocean. It, it, it's insane to think that we could develop the, the, the technology to go light years away, but we can't go four miles down. You know, it's, it, it blows my mind. And uh.
0: so there's a, the, the article that I read was, was by a, um, I think he's French. He's kind of a French ocean photographer, scientist named Laurent Ballesta. and he's uh yeah, I read the article years ago. That's when I first um, had the idea for the story. And just so happens that the, the previous issue of National Geographic had another article about him. That, or, well, he's a writer, so he wrote the article. And a problem with ocean exploration is that it takes such a long time to pressurize themselves to get down there and then to get back up that they don't have much time actually taking pictures and exploring. So what this article was about was him and a bunch of other divers, they had this idea where they're gonna go in a diving bell and instead of resurfacing and and depressurizing themselves, they were just gonna stay the same pressure as the ocean floor for like 14 days. So they could just go out whenever they wanted and explore for hours and then go back to the, the diving bell where it's pressurized and sleep. And it's kind of nuts to think about But they were taking so many pictures of these weird creatures that were like uh, near geothermal vents where it's freezing down there. But because the thermal vents create heat, they found all these wild sea life that is just beyond imagination. So it's I I think we barely even scratched the surface. And I, I sent some reference photos to my artists and I said, make it familiar but go to town doing what you want, and I think uh, Antonio, my my co creator on this book, he completely nailed that, especially with a lot of the the ocean panels and pages.
1: Oh, did, does he have a, Antonio have a background with uh, sea life at all? I mean, or is this something that he had to learn to? I mean, to do research on, or I mean, because he, he he as somebody that actually uh, kind of. Took a uh, a marine biology elective in in high school. You know, a lot of this stuff is I'm uh, I'm very interested by it. So <laughs> you know, I, I this is kind of near and dear to me in a way. Um, uh, but this is a uh, Jesus. Uh, he, he's nailing uh, this, these environments and these 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 crazy ass creatures. You know, you got your old you know, these these uh. Thought to be extinct crustaceans and everything down there just chilling. <laughs> you know, these these eels that would <laughs>
0: fuck that. <Yeah. laughs> I, I sent him a bunch of reference photos. And it's it, a lot of the photos that I sent him though, they were of things that were familiar, you know, they were eels and crabs and squid and anemones, but um, because they're so these were actual photos from Antarctica of of sea life that was the, that was that was there and Because they're isolated from the rest of the ocean, they've taken, they're familiar, but they've taken their own evolutionary path. And he kind of really went to town with that and really uh, embodied that with the the various creatures that he's put on the page. And there's little subtle problems with drawing underwater that I don't know if he had any background with it. The, The story was my idea and he jumped aboard it, but I'm sure he... He must have looked into something because he nailed it. You don't realize when you're down in the bottom of the ocean and you need to light up a page where your light source is going to come from, you know. Mm -hmm. So they have divers and subs. And then we also had this cool uh, aspect that a lot of the creatures create their own light source because they're bioluminescent. So uh, all these factors are kind of playing out on the page that and it's going on in his mind as he's doing his layouts that you don't even think about.
1: Yeah, no, and that, that's uh, definitely one of the things that um, really made me realize that, that Antonio knows. I mean, he, he he realizes some stuff about the depths for sure. You know, he's not just like, oh, okay, yeah, those creatures. I could draw those guys underwater. You know, he <laughs> he, he, he realizes that you know once you get further down, you know, you got your anglers. And, you know, the the, the way the, you know the way the predators hunt down there. It's all uh, with with distraction. Ooh, pretty light, and now you're dead and um we we oh boy do we get that <laughs> uh, it, it goes heavy it goes hard and um i, I find it uh, in, oddly enough accurate you know for being a, a yeah. sci-fi type of horror situation this is uh, very i, I would uh, imagine this to be accurate
0: it's it, it's kind of weird to describe as a sci-fi i mean obviously i'm gonna i pitch it as sci-fi i market it as sci-fi but there's so many different layers to science fiction you know you got mm-hmm. your your space stuff that takes out far away you got cloning you got robots and this like i said it was birthed from national geographic which really relies heavily on science so for a story like this i'm putting the science aspect of it before the fiction you know a lot of the i take a little bit of creative license with some of it but there's tons of details in the story that are lifted right from that National Geographic article. Uh, for instance, they, uh, I, I mentioned early on in the story that they, the, the scientists tried to navigate the area during the winter time, but when they cut a hole in the ice and they grabbed their gear and preparing to dive, the ice would refreeze before they had a chance to go in because it was so cold. I put that in the story. That was lifted from the actual article. That's how it happened. I didn't make that up. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of scientific, accurate, not just artistic details, but story details as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and there's a, uh, you don't leave a lot of plot holes, you know? There, there's <laughs> a point in time, and I, I don't, obviously I don't want to spoil this this issue at all. For anybody but there's a there's a point in time where you know there's a suit punctured but um you know but the suit is self-repairing and then you think okay yeah no but then you realize wait a second i mean it's not instantaneous (laughs) so those effects are still going to hit him for a second you know and i I mean the 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 little tiny things that you think about here you know you you could tell that (laughs) yeah you're paying attention man and uh it's 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 refreshing to see you know for for Go, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say that's where the, uh, the creative license comes in. I love that. I love that term near future because it's like, yeah, it's not the present. So I can come up with some BS scientific suit that can reseal itself after it's punctured at like uh, 5,000 feet below the surface. So, um, yeah. And then, and then in part two, definitely we get into more uh, sci-fi kind of uh, supernatural aspects and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I, I did a lot of science. Uh, i i really did the research as far as what can happen and what can't happen and then i pushed the bounds as far as whether or not it's real and that near future uh setting definitely gives me the the, the leeway to to pull off some some funky stuff with the the realisticness
1: i dig it man uh and you you're going uh two issues on this cuz you you know you do one i mean well um uh, um macabre motel was just a one shot so uh yeah, but you're, you're 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 going i guess this would be like a 48 page type of situation when it's all sudden done here so it is
0: it is did you uh you you check out both issues
1: i did not no i'm not i'm not gonna spoil anything from myself or anybody okay. on accident no I, I i'm definitely i mean just obviously i'm gonna have a physical copy like i just like i had my physical copy of <laughs> okay. macabre motel right here but uh it's um yeah yeah no I'm, i i couldn't possibly spoil this for myself or anybody else uh, on accident so I, i'm gonna leave it to issue one. i like i like the cliffhanger you know i oh. like talking about the cliffhanger and oh man <laughs> it's it,
0: it, I, yeah I, I dig it man so with this um uh the second issue uh i would say the second issue wraps up the story arc but it definitely leaves it open to continuation
1: OK, and so then, that was definitely a, a coming question for sure, because, I mean, to, to, to limit this type of uh, I mean, but you, you did a good job of, you know, doing the same thing with Macaw Motel too. just thinking, you know, God, this could go anywhere from here. Be like, no,
0: this is it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nah, deal I, with this. You no, know, this one is a little bit differently. Uh, so it, it definitely wraps up the story arc, but it definitely leaves it open a little bit to, for a continuation. And I broached the subject with Antonio because I did not I wasn't really perfectly happy with the ending because with Macabre Motel, I really didn't care because it was so crazy. I was like, yeah, whatever. It's left open. Have a good time. You're going to have to take it or leave it. But with this one, it was a more grounded story and I wanted to end it on a more solid footing. So I broached the subject with him about doing a sequel, another another two part follow up to The Polar Paradox. And he wanted to wait to see how the, the first campaign did, which wrapped up in January and it was successful so um i'm pleased to say that there will be a, a second part two to this fun little adventure sci-fi series of ours
1: oh hell yeah man hell yeah before i even start scratching the surface of the possibilities for that and i uh i've got things written down believe me um you, you, you're uh you, this is on well we'll be on kickstarter right
0: yes so um the kickstarter will be for issue two which is throughout the, the month of June. And and it's yeah it's for part one and two. So if you missed out on the first part, which launched in January, you'll absolutely be able to grab it. And uh, the, 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 the varying covers as well will be available. And I'm also having a deluxe edition, which is, as you said, that combined uh, 40-something page story is going to be uh, in a complete wraparound cover. So that should be a lot of fun too, if people just want to grab that one
1: oh yeah man um I, what type of uh i mean do you have any type of stretch goals lined up because i could see this thing definitely getting some
0: uh getting some legs to this man i I kind of do the same standard stretch goals uh for most of my campaigns i do a, a writer's commentary i've been offering some bookmarks and some prints some uh some bundle comics everybody loves getting a huge bundle mm-hmm. of good comics. Um, I'm not sure what I'm going to do this time around because I did the bundles and the the bookmarks for for um, the first campaign, which smashed those stretch goals. So and I'm not going to come up with another set of, uh, of prints, but I'll, I'll keep something in the back of my mind. I'm sure I could whip something up.
1: Oh yeah, man, I could see that. Uh, something oceanic, I dig it, man. I don't know. I, I honestly, I, so I have this weird um, just fascination with uh, with uh, like octopus and squid and all that shit so immediately you know as as soon as i saw those little tentacles dangling in the beginning i'm like oh shit (laughs) i know what what those
0: are (laughs) i I grew up around the ocean i grew up around water i have uh i have strong positive feelings for it and talking to people about this book i've been surprised how many people have strong negative feelings about the ocean it's like uh especially that one scene people kind of got freaked out which was it was weird because people even that don't like the ocean still enjoyed reading this book I had people tell me yeah like I I can't swim I could swim in a pool but I can't swim in like a lake if I can't sw- see the bottom and they read the story and they're like it freaked me out I loved it you know so it's yeah
1: no yeah, it I, that's that's cool that's I am that audience for sure like a 100% <laughs> it's uh you you will never see me in the ocean uh, this is not going to happen you know I mean <laughs> 50 feet away from the beach. Uh, my, my, my one time going to a coast, I like drove over a bridge and I was like, that's the ocean. They're like, yeah, I'm like, cool. That's it. But, um, I'm good. Like take me North.
0: <laughs> I hit my bucket list. I've seen the ocean.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was foggy. I'm not even sure what I saw, but they say that was the ocean. So I believe them. That's, that's it. Um, <laughs> But I mean, it, these, that doesn't mean I can't be fascinated with it, you know? And I think that's, I, we're fascinated with what we fear, you know? And that's, that's the unknown. And um, I, I don't know. I, I just the science of knowing how much we don't know about yeah. what is underneath us. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> the, 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 ice caps are melting. That means that these motherfuckers are getting closer to us. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know science good, but that's, that's, <laughs> I could be afraid. And it, it, ah, it's it, it's scary shit, man. And you, you, you bring out the real life horror. Like, that's my favorite thing about horror. You know, I, I love horror. Uh, but when something could be 100% accurate and real, like, that's good shit. You don't have to rely on jump scares or, you know, special effects or anything like that. You know, it's my, my favorite movie or horror movie of all time. And people are going to cringe when I say this, is Human Centipede. It's not because it's a brilliant <laughs> masterpiece. It's because it's a hundred percent medically accurate and it's fucking terrifying you know and this is these are the same types of willies that i get from this man it's 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 good i dig it um
0: it's funny you had mentioned fear of the unknown because the the two comics that we've spoken about macabre motel and this one uh they're both wildly different books that kind of thrive on fear of the unknown you know Mm -hmm. so uh, in Macabre Motel, you have a guy going to a motel filled with completely weird people that are um, that you never the guy, the, the guy going to the motel has no idea what he's going to encounter next. You know, the entire motel is like the embodiment of the unknown. And then you have divers here that are going down into the deep, dark depths of the ocean, which is the unknown as well. So it's it's kind of weird to see two books that uh, we both spoke about that are so different that it both rely on that to drive the story forward
1: yeah no i mean it it's uh, that, that's a an incredible point and I think that's that's why the, the the fear of the unknown is such a i don't know i think it's a very underutilized topic you know Hollywood's looking for shit to make like there's there, play with that for a minute you know i mean you could go twelve different directions with that you you've proven it in two fucking kickstarter campaigns <laughs> you know <laughs> where's your check at dude and, like this is <laughs> Ah, it, it, it's frustrating. This is as, as a comic reader, it's very, very frustrating when I go to watch movies now. The more I go in, uh, the more I get into comics, the harder it is for me to get excited about uh, when a movie's coming out or anything like that, just because I feel like everything's so watered down and, you know, just in this this very square box that you're only allowed to make this, but with comics, you're going to make this, you know? Yeah. And, uh i I mean we're in a little
0: bit of a of a golden age of live action adaptations at least streaming wise and with series we see so many comics that are that are coming to life through through netflix and amazon prime i mean uh great storytellers especially um storytellers that are adaptive to, to film Work in comics simply because it's such an adaptable medium it's like a storyboard you know you you do these things for film anyway you know you're going to make a storyboard and a comic is is basically that so it's it's no surprise that we see just so much of it right now
1: yeah no, no not not in the slightest man not in the slightest um so uh, <laughs> i kind of i kind of want to take you down a bit of a rabbit hole man i want to see how uh uh, how much uh, well what's your hat's made out of is it aluminum or uh... <laughs> because I'm uh, I, I have this fascination Not I mean with the obviously with the unknown but you know we've always thought aliens to come from outer space yes I'm going to start talking about aliens for a second but the more and more shit that's coming out lately we're starting to believe that fuck maybe they're in the water we don't know what's in the water we know what's out there we can't find them out there we don't dare go down there um, I just, just for the sake of, you know, uh, uh, rabbit holes and conspiracies and all of that good shit, where as somebody that's a, doing a book, exploring the ocean, where does your mind go when you, when you hear all of this stuff come out now? I mean, is this something that is just, a uh, you know, okay, okay, that's something fun that I could play with in the future. Or, uh, I mean, uh, where, where, where do you land on all this stuff?
0: um what in particular extraterrestrials or extraterrestrials living in the ocean?
1: of well, extraterrestrials living in the ocean.
0: Uh, I don't know. I've never really contemplated it. No. I, I don't I don't really know. I mean it's kind of bizarre to think about because the entire point of a, an extraterrestrial is that they're not from our planet. So if they're mm-hmm. if they're not from our planet but they're living in the ocean I mean, wouldn't that make them from this planet? I don't well, know. I mean, uh, I need well, more. Context. I mean,
1: and, and I guess in the sake of context, uh, hiding down in the ocean.
0: Oh, hiding down, you know, not, not not from there.
1: I mean, we're not talking about like a Namor or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, your 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 gleep gloops and you know all that shit up there. Just just chilling down below. I mean, is that? I don't know, it just seems like it has comic book written all over it. But at the same time,
0: I mean, why I mean, not? I think that that it was. It, there's definitely story potential there. But as far as real life, I don't think there are any aliens living in the ocean. All right. All right. That's that's wow. That's all right.
1: Cool. Um, uh, it's good to know that uh, you're you you're a fucking sane human being. Uh- <laughs> 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 you're not gonna go off on any uh, no pun intended, any deep ends lately and uh yeah, we're we're gonna you're gonna be making comics for a while. Uh you passed the test, sir. Um I I, I am a lunatic. Uh I, I like to believe in weird shit like I don't wanna say believe in it, but um I don't know. I just uh dabble in you know, like I said, what if. You know, you said uh two, you know, very important words at the beginning when, you know, you're talking about the the National Geographic article and you said, Well, what if I think those are the two most important words in the English language, you know, I mean, when, when it comes to developing story, th- those that those two words lead to uh, everything that is good. You know? <laughs> and when it comes to storytelling and um, I mean, the, just the, the thought of what if there's there, those, those aliens that we were thought living on the moon and on Mars and shit that we're trying to find. They're just like, ah, I got you, bitches, just down here like that to me. that That's fun.
0: <laughs> uh the big thing about um hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that dolphins were dolphins and whales were aliens and that they were just kind of like and and then when uh they tried to warn us that the earth was coming to an end and they all took off and they left us to to be destroyed so yeah it's, it's definitely my what if my what ifs definitely stay in the realm of of fiction and storytelling I don't let them <laughs> kind of bleed into, my, into um, my normal everything. I
1: dig it, man, and that's why I have these conversations. It's not just so much so you can promote your stuff, as to give the the, the listeners uh, an idea of what type of creative realm you live in. You know what we can expect. Where more- I fall
0: the conspiracy <laughs> spectrum.
1: <laughs> oh uh well i mean yeah uh, i'm not and even if you said yes i'm not i wouldn't i wouldn't look down on that for a second i i would think oh shit this guy's gonna make some crazy shit um <laughs> you better do it quick though
0: i we see some cool stories about uh underwater stuff like that underwater ships that crashed like um uh sphere was it definitely a mind-bending one mind-bending story uh what else the abyss is is another classic so mm. yeah it's it's on people's brains they're definitely thinking about it
1: yeah i mean and just because it's kind of a a thing that's coming out more openly with the you know these 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 government secrets uh, air quotes heavy heavy air quotes um coming out it's just something that is being talked about now so i i don't know i just for the sake of uh talking about the sea and crazy horse shit i want to know where fucking frank martin lands on this and i'm okay with where you land i'm okay with that we don't have to we don't have to both be crazy
0: (laughs) Um, i'm a big fan of sea monsters too yeah i mean we we know that giant squids exist i mean we don't really see them on an everyday basis but they've washed ashore you know these humongous creatures that live in the depths so it's it's certainly plausible that something really wild lives down there, especially when the place is huge and we haven't we've barely even explored a fraction of it. So yeah, and it's definitely possible that there's uh, something giant is lurking in the Atlantic a couple thousand feet down. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, like I said, man, it's it's crazy to think about, and knowing your 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 background and how you've awed me before, and your way of telling a, a crazy horror story, um, going into this immediately, you know, you didn't have to tell me what you're pitching. I mean, you're, you're you're Frank Martin, you know, you've been on the Cheers to Comics <laughs> podcast. All you have to do is say, "Here, check this out," and oh will wait. I don't have to look at it. I trust you. So when I open this up initially, um. Because polar op or uh, polar paradox could mean fuck, could mean a million things just by going off the title. I looked at this cover and I was oh shit, uh, because <laughs> I I like I've already said like a half a dozen times now during this podcast my fascination with the sea and knowing what you can do in a uh, in a horror type of situation. Um, it's man, this this has it's it's got legs man i'm telling you this is this is gonna have a whole lot of eyes on it that's for damn sure
0: you know it's weird you keep you keep calling it a horror story i never made it really kind of intending it to be a horror story so well it's um, terrifying <laughs> it was i i would say it was in uh an action adventure with su- filled with suspense we could so oh I've had so a- you're calling me a pussy I'm not, all, I, let me finish my thought. Yeah. My, my thought nice. is is that I've I've talked to a, a, other people too that have, um, that don't like horror, but they, they dig this book. And yeah. it's weird that, it's, uh, oh, I, I wouldn't say it's weird. I would say it's, I'm proud of the fact that people are reading it and they're coming away with completely different reactions Either based on their tastes or based on their or their their insights or their mindsets, that I I could have complete conversations with other people and they never ever call it a horror. And you and you read it and you dug it and you you're calling it a horror. And meanwhile, somebody else would only refer to it as a sci-fi book. Other people would only advert to it as an adventure book. So it's it's so it's cool how it it touches on all these different things and different people hone in on them
1: yeah no that that's I, I shit that's that's quite the feat actually when you think about it that's that, that, that's rather impressive um and i think one reason why i find it to be a horror is because it, it plays into a very niche specific fear i have not everybody is afraid of uh fucking giant goddamn squids you know that's not something a lot of people think about on a constant basis you know um uh, i can't say it's a constant but you know just it, like i said it's it's something that i don't i want nothing to do with up close yeah. um so, but just like you know um what a movie that probably nobody finds to be a horror movie at all and i don't even know the name of it but it's the one about the goddamn tightrope walker as somebody that is terrified of heights there's not a fucking chance in hell i'm watching that movie or i mean so it's it, to me that's a horror movie yeah. you know that, that terrifies the shit out of me so it, it, it's it's kind of cool how comics can just kind of take a left turn out of its you know thought to be genre and touch somebody differently like that and give it a whole new outlook perspective
0: like, uh fellow creator of mine uh rich Doak put out uh sea of sorrows, sea of sorrows.
1: yeah man.
0: so that's that's going into this into an ocean setting with the purpose of being a horror like you could just tell from the cover oh, yeah. exactly exactly what he, his intentions were for this uh my intentions weren't that but uh because of the way the story plays out it certainly has uh dribs and drabs of horror and that might just uh, come from me spending a lifetime in the horror aisle of Blockbuster, where it just bleeds out without me even trying.
1: I love it, man. I love it. Yeah, no, Rich killed it on CSRs for sure. Um, I, yeah, it, dude. Uh, he, uh, not, but like I said, I mean, it's that's my that's what I focus on. I mean, that it, I, I'm almost a hundred percent certain every time I go to read something that has to do with the abyss of down below um and and some sort of liquid state i'm i'm, I'm gonna take it automatically as you know a <laughs> horror type of book that's just that's just me Free um,
0: horror. Horror
1: is oh horror. my god terrifying <laughs> jesus <Christ. No. laughs> oh man uh i'm uh, really though in all seriousness I, I i i really think you have something here man this is uh it's it's different it's nothing like i've read before it's i had no idea what i was getting into and you 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 had me hooked all the way through i don't know if i've ever ran through 24 pages so quick um and it's and it's not like it's a you know i mean i guess it is kind of a fast read but you know it's the there's there's plenty to read still and there's plenty to enjoy (laughs) and look at because the 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 colors and the art and all of this is it's spot on you know it's none of it is uh um hyper animated you know none of it's it's it shows that this is very it's taken seriously there's there's definitely some real science and research gone into this you know it's uh it's beautiful man
0: thank you thank you yeah there's it, it gets a little, it's a little jerky in the beginning. We get some exposition, get some, we set up the story or the dominoes, I should say. And then once they, that's about maybe a quarter of the book. And then once they get in the water, it just kind of, it's all downhill from there. You know, Antonio does a great job with, the, with keeping the action and the pace going. So there's very minimal dialogue as far as once they get in the water and the adventure actually begins. And, and yeah, you're right. The pace of their journey downward in the water is 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 pretty quick you know it's just yeah. non-stop action once they get in that 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 sub and they they start exploring what's down there it's just it's really non-stop adrenaline filled horror
1: <laughs> well i mean w- when you're doing an issue in two pages you don't want to fluff anything up man you you want to get right to it and that's that's exactly what you do as soon as the briefing's over you you hear the crazy um recording play and um, uh, the uh, I don't know what the position admiral is that who this would uh, the chief, the chief, yeah. As soon as the he's chief right. says interested now, boom, it's time. Like he's that's like, when Michael Ironside, that's who we modeled. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, yeah, dude, that close up shot that 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 was that's brilliant. Like that that zoom in just the eyes, that was, ah, that's mm. it's it's smart. That that, that was the 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 shot that really just zoomed in the book right there. I mean, not I guess quite literally as well, but <laughs> it, it, it brought it home, man. And it, it let me know that, okay, it's, this motherfucker's getting real. You know, this, this, this is, I don't know. I'm going to stop. I don't want to give anything else away. I don't want to, I, I still need people to have their own goddamn interest. In it. I'm just going to keep saying it's scary. And eventually <laughs> <laughs> people are, yeah. Um, uh, so uh, the, the campaign uh, it's running through, Which what, what, what are the dates on this?
0: I off the top of my head, I think it's going from June 15th to July 6th. So.
1: All right. So you're doing three weeks on this.
0: Yes. I think All right. three weeks is what I've been running on most of my campaigns thus far. Cool. Um, hopefully, if, if, if campaigns start to take off, I'd like to narrow them down to, to, to two and a half, maybe even two. But for right now, I think three weeks is my is my sweet spot.
1: Nice, man. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like that yeah, you, you don't go the, the, the full 30 days, you know? I mean it, it kind it puts the pressure on you. I'm not like you need any more pressure on you to do a Kickstarter, but it, uh, you don't have those, those two weeks of lazy. You know, the some, some Kickstarter campaigns get because it starts and then you got to keep it going and then you got to hurry up and keep it going because it's about to end. You don't have the, OK, I'm going to take a break for four or five days and then lose your momentum and then wonder why nobody's back in your book. You know, it's yeah.
0: I, my problem is volume. I got I got too many books, uh, too few days of the year. And uh, so I want to try to minimize the campaigns as, as much as possible so that I can run them. They're still successful and I can fulfill as quickly as possible and launch the next one because I don't like launching one campaign until the previous one is fulfilled. So, um, so yeah, it's, and anything I could do to make a book successful while minimizing the, the time it takes to get it all up and running is, is my ultimate goal
1: it's awesome man well i can tell you as a as a reader and a fan it's appreciated too you know when when, when you're when you're a kickstarter creator you don't always i mean it's hard to put out volume you know because it's you can't do one every 30 days it's just not how it works unfortunately so when, when you when you you schedule yourself to to allow yourself to be able to put out more it's just that's uh, what we that's lo- what we as readers definitely look forward to. It's, it's really the only downfall I think that Kickstarter has to other publishers at this point is yeah. the, the, the production time that they allow. It's, you know it's...
0: it's a weird kind of dyna- uh, dynamic with comic creators because yes, we have this this weird thing where we actually have to actually run a campaign and then we have to fulfill it. So it does take time, but at this the, uh, this the flip side to that is, comic books take a while to produce to begin with. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, it's kind of like we gotta we gotta this whole production schedule of trying to get the book finished, and then once you you finish it and you're ready to launch, it's like hurry up and wait. We have to wait for the campaign to end, and then we got to get it printed and we got to send it out. So it's this it's this weird shifting of gears all the time between trying to finish a book as quickly as possible and then uh, making a campaign successful and then getting ready for the next one. So it's, once you get comfortable in that groove, it's, it's, it's nice, but it takes a while to get used to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt, man. No doubt. I've I've talked to enough Kickstarter creators now too. I mean, they, they all say the same thing. You're, I mean, you're, you're, (laughs) you're not speaking lies. Um, Man, Frank, this this book really does look incredible. I urge all of the listeners to jump on this. Um, can uh, if anybody is getting in on this early, uh, do you have a uh, a, I forget what you call them, like a pre-sale or a, a, a newsletter that you can get notified when it goes live?
0: So, um, Kickstarter has what they call a pre-launch page. Pre-launch, thank you. Where it's just a fancy. Let's just a little page with the project image. It gives a little blurb about the book. And then you could kick, click a, a button that says notify me on launch, I think it says. And basically what it does is it will send you an email when I launch on um, June 15th. So, so yeah, that, that's live now. Um, I could give you the link for that too. I don't, I don't think you could get to it other than a link. Like you can't search for pre-launch pages. So, um, but yeah, that's up now. And um, once it goes live, you could just search for Polar Paradox and it, will, and it should come up because I don't think any other book has the title.
1: I love it, man. Yeah, no, I, had, I it didn't ring any bells with me, that's for damn sure. Um, it was it was all new stuff, man, from cover to to cliffhanger. It was this is good stuff. The Shining Sea, damn straight, <laughs> man. Damn straight. Um, uh, nah, this is this is the <laughs> yeah it's good stuff man this is what comics need uh so um before i let you go i have to know out of uh, sheer curiosity and i'm i'm sure there's some readers wondering themselves um favorite sci-fi sea creature
0: my favorite sci-fi sea creature i don't know you call me by surprise
1: Yeah, oh, man uh- <laughs> there's there's some wacky ones out there for sure
0: there's definitely some wacky ones. You know, the one that comes to mind, I love um, the Kraken from from Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. There's many different versions of the Kraken, but I just love, I love that shot at the end of, of Pirates 2 when um, when Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow is like facing off against the monster. He's just like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yes, yes. Uh, that's a good one. I dig it, man. I've always enjoyed The Shark That Ate Samuel L. Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. Yes. Like that, that's the one for Poor little come on. <laughs> 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 1995. Uh, he comes back in part four, I think. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> they probably made a bunch of B movies that after a, that.
0: That was a great movie. I loved
1: that movie. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, it was. Goddamn. Uh, I'm t- uh, terrifying. Absolutely fucking terrifying. <laughs> uh man frank (laughs) it's it's been fun chatting again man um i'm i'm excited for this campaign i love what you've been doing based off of uh your resume thus far um i'm i have a lot of confidence in this issue too. a polar paradox uh i'm gonna i'm gonna read it right after i'm done talking with you um (laughs) but i have it pulled up in front of me it's all queued up i'm just not scrolling down anymore because Uh, yeah i don't i don't i don't need to ramble on anymore man um this this really has been a a pleasure though man i i I look forward to whatever's coming next for you
0: i appreciate it i still after this one i think i'm gonna have two more this year so it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun 2021
1: oh yeah man that's ah yes productivity that's what i dig man Um, all right, brother. Well, Frank, you, uh, uh, stay safe, man. Don't stop creating. It doesn't sound like you're going to stop anytime soon. So we appreciate you for that, brother.
0: Appreciate you having me on, man.
1: Absolutely, man. You, uh, you enjoy. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Greetings, henchmen and loyal subjects. I am Evan the Great. Now, I'm JVD. We're your hosts of the fictional battle podcast, Crossover Collision, brought to you by the Villains Demand.
1: If you love hearing in-depth breakdowns of your favorite characters and what they are capable of doing while fighting in random battlegrounds against other fan favorites, then this is the podcast for you.
0: New episodes drop every Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, or over on the thevillainsman.com.
1: Well, there you have it. Another episode in the books, number three hundred and twenty-seven. I'll oh, Frank Martin, man. Never stops impressing me. There's a reason why he's got just an open pass to come on this, uh, on this pot, on this podcast because he's always gonna keep doing something new and exciting, you know, as you have just heard. So, um, yeah, man, I'd- I, I loved it, and uh, I'm gonna look forward to the next one. I'm sure. <laughs> Um, so there you have it, um, remember, remember, uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts if you haven't already, it's the little purple icon, and, uh, leave a five-star review, it helps the podcast tremendously, um, algorithms and whatnot, you know, I mean, fucking big words and science, if that doesn't say it for you, then, whew, um, <laughs> or, you know, if that doesn't do it, then how about just, like, be kind. You know, and there's been a lot of great, kind reviews coming in, people. So uh, keep that trend flowing. I really do appreciate all of them, every single one of them. Um, uh, yeah. All right, that does it. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, remember check out nerdsforever.com if you want some amazing comics. It, uh, <laughs> it's the best customer service there is. Period. Um, all right, people. Remember, I command you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers. Fuckers. Uh...
0: you're listening to cheers to comics podcast hey everyone i'm monty michael moore and this is the cheers to comics podcast with brian wayne this is drew zucker you're listening to cheers to comics podcast
1: this is mark russell and you're listening to the cheers to comics podcast good morning brian wayne here to tell you about my new podcast the real brains the real brains podcast is a show coming out daily dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being. From troubles with rage to uh, just anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions, this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle. I'm here to let you know that you are not alone, so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday, every place you can catch a podcast. Check out the real brains with Brian Wayne. Remember, stay sane.